Dr. Homebrew is brought to you by Five Star Chemicals, providing safety and cleaning supplies for brewing, distilling, and winemaking at fivestarchemicals.com. Dr. Luck. Stand aside, nurse. I'm Dr. Homebrew. This is Dr. Homebrew on the Brewing Network. Jason here, of course, as your host. And then we have Brian 1 and Brian 2. Which one am I? I don't know. You were here first, but I think you're Brian 1 and I'm Brian 2. Unless we're counting backwards. Can we just call you number 2? Uh, no, I'm not a not number. number two. I'm a free man. Tell me number six. This is going to be the uh, the JP and Bevo Love Fest show. I'm telling you right now. I'm going to beat that girl senseless <laughs> verbally, of course, because I would never. I respect women too much to even look at them, much less like touch them. <laughs> You're but an idiot. Um, because you were dangerously close bro, to losing all your sponsors right yeah. there for a second. But bro, hmm. you asked me to do a thing. I did the thing. Um. We have a good show for you today. Apparently, (laughs) somehow, the board doesn't want me to talk. So, you know, and I. The board and I agree. Yeah, I don't think she had any control over that. Well, good thing I have control over her. Oh, <laughs> Whatever that yeah, means. Yeah, what, what does that mean? Uh, we have a good show for you. We are going to drink a clone of the uh, world famous, or at least nationwide uh, f- famous, famouslessness, uh, Resilience IPA, the uh, Sierra Nevada recipe that they put out to help uh, victims of the campfire that we had up here in uh, California. What is that, a month, month and a half ago? Uh, November, yeah. Okay, yeah. It wasn't that long ago, but it seems like it was years ago. You know what I right. mean? Right, yeah. Things move uh, pretty quick, especially in this yeah. weird timeline we're part of. So we're going to talk to Walter here in a sec and drink his IPA. And then we have uh, a fellow from Sweden who sent in a lager, and we're going to talk to him. He also sent in a bunch of commercial beer, but I'm not going to taste it on air because it's... Uh, well, they're barley wines, too. There's like a 12 Yeah, a barrel-aged or... imperial stout. Um, I, you know, it's just, that's too much. Everybody should be so glad that I'm biting uh, my tongue to not do the Swedish chef for the Muppets right now. Yes, we are very glad. Uh, The labels are cool. What what is this brewery? um, I'm going to call it Fjeder Holmarnas. Prairie. Yeah. That sounds good. Sure. Well, whenever we get uh, uh, the guest on, we'll ask him all about it because that's pretty nice. And you know what? I guess if you're going to send beer... Um, you know, across you know across continents and whatever, um, you might as well pack it full of uh, extra stuff too. Mm-hmm. I guess I don't know. Gonna give a shout out to my brother-in-law in Denmark. If you're listening live, this is probably a good time to call into the show before the Swedish guy calls. Yeah, it's like six o'clock, man. Yeah, you might be awake. Yeah. Uh, before we talk to Walter, though, I do want to, of course, thank our title sponsor, Five Star Chemicals. You can go to fivestarchemicals.com. Learn about everything you need to make great beer because you can't make great beer if you have terribly, terribly filthy and disgusting uh, carboys and racking canes and buckets and spigots and all the kind of pump heads and ball valves and ev- just everything. All your stuff is gross. Look at you. It's all gross. You know it's gross and you've been avoiding cleaning it. Uh, but don't do that anymore. Go to fivestarchemicals.com. Go to your local homebrew shop. Ask 
for five-star products. Don't be a they basic let you down. bitch. Just uh, you'll clean your shit. That's right. Let let uh, Uncle Uncle Brian teach you all about that. <laughs> all right, let's get Walter on the phone, huh? Learn about the old Resilience IPA, and uh, we can actually have some of it. This will be my first uh, my first homebrew version of it. But oh, yeah, nice. I guess the recipe's out there. <laughs> yeah, they just like released it, right? Yeah. All right, well, that's cool. I can dig that. Walter, are you there? Yeah. Hey, how's it going, dude? Oh, pretty good. Nice. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, hey, man, you uh, you've been on before, so we don't need to go into your history a whole lot, right? No, no. Right. I've had some versions of this beer that have tasted different from the the Sierra Nevada version, and um, I can imagine. I mean, it's you know, it's like people changed. Uh, maybe did some intentional changes, or just their brewing system or their preferences. I don't know. Kind yeah. of creep into it. Where did you uh, get this recipe from, Walter? Um, it was just uh, one release by Sierra Nevada. I tweaked a little bit for uh, for volume and water, but that's about it. Okay. So Sierra Nevada released the the recipe, and you're like, "Hey, I'm gonna brew this." Yeah, right. I, I like want to brew this. I like this beer; it's good. I've Walter, never had it. Walter, how far is Reading from Chico? Uh, a little over an hour. So, do you go to Sierra Nevada a lot? I have. I've actually been meaning to go do their tour. And I've, I've actually never gotten down there. Oh, dude, their tour is amazing. Yeah, I haven't yeah, done the, the tour, tour either. The tour is badass. It's one of those things like when you're close to stuff, you never actually go do it. And if you're from like the Bay Area, you're That's like, true. oh, we'll make it a destination and we'll go do the tour. Yeah. The tour, man. Well, I mean, but it's the Fall River just opened up a brewery here. They're going to open up tours, and I'll probably never get to that either. So. <laughs> That's right. Uh, uh, I actually am just in my bedroom all the time. I just, I don't even really. <laughs> uh, well, hey, I'll tell you what. Then let's start judging this beer. What do you guys think? Brian, you want to sure. go first? Brian Cooper? I can do that. All right, let's go. Number one. Uh, yeah, so, um, oh, wrong sheet. <laughs> the Swedish amber lager is, uh, yeah, no. Um, so, yeah, it's it's. Uh, we judged this, and your bottle was labeled as a 14B. Um which is, you know, it's, it's not a Scottish heavy. It's um, in the 2015 guidelines. I'm like, okay, wait, wait, 14P, that, that rings what? a bell. That's 2008 guidelines. So I was thinking about it, and I'm like, you know what? This is probably more of a classic American IPA, old-style kind of beer. So we're traveling back in time and uh, judging it under those guidelines, which are a bit different. If you read 14B versus the, the modern version of, of uh, American IPA, they they changed a lot of things on it because the style has evolved. <clears throat> so yeah, and the nose I'm getting a bright citrusy hop up front, medium high fruity esters, uh, very clean ale fermentation, uh, no no DMS or diacetyl or anything like that. Some you know also in the hops some slight resin, some perfumey uh, kind of floral hop uh, in there. I'm really enjoying the way that uh, the the hops are combining to. Uh, express as a classic IPA, and uh, the the malt is um, you know it's got a little bit of kind of bread crust in there. It's not um, super in, you know it's not a wimpy like no malt uh, character IPA where it's just pale malt or one single malt and that's it. You know there's I don't even know the recipe honestly, but I you know there's some good malt in here too, kind of balancing that hop. So they, they I, made it. Uh, they made it kind of a really simple recipe, I think, because they wanted yeah. other breweries to do it. It's, uh, uh, it was a really yeah. straightforward, basic recipe they, they put out. Yep. Okay. Um, 
So appearance-wise, it's a rich orangey-amber color with a large fluffy head, really fluffy head. Um, it's stuck around very nicely, but it's, it's well, only complaint about the head. It's just a bit lopsided. It's kind of like chunky and globby. Um, it's almost like a Krausen. Yeah, it's yeah. a Krausen kind of looking head. Uh, looks like a fermenting beer. <laughs> um, but very good clarity. I thought it was... Nice, you know. For, there's a little tiny bit of haze in there, but not not too bad. You can have a little haze in an IPA. Sure. Um, really? Yes, you can. <laughs> you sure can. Read those guidelines, man. Um, Flavor-wise, I'm getting a medium high hop flavor with the the kind of citrus winning out, medium resin, some pine in there, kind of low behind that. Very clean ale fermentation. So like one thing I like about this beer is it's got the nice fruitiness to it, and the flavor and the aroma, and um, just uh, brings out that bright citrus from the hops and the flavor and uh, and the aroma. So, uh, but definitely balance the hops. The bitterness is let's say medium, medium high. Uh, the beer finishes fairly dry. Uh, there's not a lot of sweetness left in there, so it makes you want another sip. Like the uh, the style is designed. So despite the kind of malt complexity there, it still really works as a as an IPA. So. Um, Hops and bitterness linger in the aftertaste, along with a little bit of alcohol, uh, which is nice and clean. Uh, Mouthfeel-wise, it's medium-bodied, low smooth, uh, alcohol warmth, uh, not very creamy, but still very smooth drinking beer. No obvious astringency, biting character, or anything like that. Uh, the carbonation, eh, so medium, medium high. It's kind of it's a little it's a little spritzy, but not over the top. It's it's right in there. Now, uh, yeah, overall, I would just say. You know, awesome clone of the beer. It's it's. I've had a few different versions of it, including the Sierra Nevada version, several times, and it, it really comes across like like you're drinking one of those. Really, hmm. that's it's pretty good. Clean. Uh, um, I, I picked up the Sierra Nevada version from work the other day, and it's it's honestly nowhere near the Sierra Nevada version quality wise because they're they're just really good at what they do. Oh they're, yeah, that's why they they're, they are who they are. <laughs> right. Yeah, they're yeah they're just they're fantastic. I. I've been trying a lot of different beers, and I realize there's a lot of breweries out there that, you know, they make good beer, but it's not on par yeah. to, to some of the other breweries. And it's just, right. Sierra Nevada just really does a great job at almost everything they do. Yeah, and there, there's a lot of people that just think, oh, you know, Sierra Nevada Pale Ale, because that's just everywhere, and that's what they do, and that's, oh, they're so boring. But they really brew a lot of different beers, and when you go up there, you realize it's amazing what what they put out and, um, you know, stuff that you don't get elsewhere. Um, you know, and people might know about the celebration and the Bigfoot and stuff, but well, they do a lot more than just that. They've got a really nice uh, uh, Vienna lager and just, yeah, some wonderful, wonderful beers up there. So, yeah, this this beer comes ac- across as a nice classic American IPA, rich in the maltiness, you know, n- enough bitterness there to keep it kind of, um, you know, balanced uh, and uh, a good hop aroma, not over the top. Uh, but, yeah, I love it. Kind of takes me back to the 90s, dude. Uh, so, you know, take this beer. Um, I would add some more modern tropical hops, lighten up the color a lot. Just take out any specialty malts, drop the bitterness way back, use some, like, hazy yeast in it, maybe put in some un- unmalted grains. That's my feedback for you there. So, um, but just kidding. Um, no, I mean, it's, like, it's a pretty smooth drinking beer. I don't know. I'm trying to th- kind of grasping at straws to say what else you can improve it because uh, it's also kind of a... We're not tasting the um, the Sierra Nevada version here. I think theirs might be just a bit maltier. Um, 
It, it finishes also, a bit drier than the than what the recipe called for. Okay, yeah, this one finishes really dry, but I, I like that in this. Um, you can talk about we can talk about the clone beer category too. Um, that's actually a style now, so you can, you know, yeah. I guess your challenge is if the judges don't know the beer you're cloning, then it's a problem. But that's uh, mm. category 34A, so I would have honestly entered this as 34A instead of you know, with 14B hmm. as the base style. 2008 14B is the base style. You can do that. Yeah, um, I, think, I don't think there's going to be any any judges that aren't going to know this beer. Yeah. Everybody brewed it. <laughs> no, yeah. yeah, this is a good one to do a clone beer of. So, yeah, everybody, everybody pretty much knows it. <laughs> All across the country. So, a uh, nice job. I gave it a 39. I thought it was a really well done uh, beer. And, uh, yeah, I would, I would drink a lot of this. Wood, uh, excellent. Wood or are? I am. Yeah. <laughs> I'm <laughs> right. drinking. Am, uh, yes. All right, Brian Shar. All right. <clears throat> Give us your best, buddy. Yeah, I largely echo what uh, uh, Brian One said over here. Uh, really, really excellent beer. Uh, Roma starts with a piney citrus hop aroma. Of low malt, no esters, very clean, uh, no off aromas, no diacetyl, no alcohol. Gave us a 10 out of 12 uh, for aroma. Uh, appearance you know, is copper brown in color, very clear. The head is what I like to call heroic. It's really, <laughs> really big head. <coughs> Excuse me. Lasts for a long time, very persistent. Three out of three for appearance. The, uh, the flavor, uh, you have 15 out of 20. It's initially light caramel, caramel malt, and there's, uh, can I read my own writing? Let's see, uh, piney resiny hops, yes. Uh, it's, being a doctor of homebrew, my handwriting is atrocious. And That's trying, true. And I kind of look over at, as an aside, I look over at Brian's, I'm like, can he, what is this mass of text that this man wow. has generated? And there's no way I could ever actually convert these hieroglyphs to actual uh, human uh, speech. People say I write but, like a doctor, but I feel like I write really nicely. I don't know. Well, you are a doctor. I mean, you're, you're the Walter, original doctor of homebrew. Walter, we'll send you our sheets. Uh, we'll yes. email you a scan of these so you can be the judge of this. Oh, yeah. Exactly. So there's a, a, a sort of piney resiny hops followed mid-palate by what I think is a high bitterness level, really well attenuated. And Brian talked about this. I really love the fact... I'm going to kind of skip ahead here a little, but I love this is kind of a, a throwback IPA with the caramel malt and the, the malt to balance the hops. But to make that work, it's got to be well attenuated or it's just a sweet mess with hops in it. Yeah. And this is just a really that, – that attenuation really it makes this beer work. Makes it modern, right. actually. Yeah. yeah. It, it makes it modern. It makes it drinkable. Uh, it's, it's really, really well done, man. Uh, balance toward uh, the balance is toward hop flavor and hop bitterness. Uh, finishes long and bitter. Get no esters or diacetyl. Again, fifteen out of twenty. Mouthfeel five out of five. Body's medium. Carbonation medium. No warming. Don't get that it's creamy. It's, it's not a style that calls for creaminess. Uh, not astringent. Uh, and for overall impression, eight out of ten. This beer actually reminds me a lot of Celebration. You know, because yeah. hmm. the, the the better I think the better examples, and Sierra Nevada swears up and down. Celebration has the same recipe every year, and I believe them. And I think the variance is just the hop harvest. Mm-hmm. I hated Celebration this year. Uh, there's about one out of five years I just hate Celebration, and this 2018 is like I can't drink this. Uh, and crazy some, dude. So, uh, maybe I am. I thought it was good this year. Dude. And in some yeah. years I, I will drink it. like cases of that stuff, but. 
And this beer reminds me a lot of good celebration. Uh, it's a, definitely a throwback uh, uh, type IPA. Really well done. Gave it 41 out of 50. Uh, I think excellent, excellent beer. I would love to hear more about uh, uh, how you made it in your process and uh, whatever you want to tell us about it. Yeah, absolutely. Walter, go for um, it, dude. Yeah, the only major changes we have because of the car fire up here, the city actually changed their uh, water source from river water to groundwater. And the, uh, really? the the pH coming out of my tap is like 7.8 which is oh, a little bit to deal with. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So the only the only real changes over the base recipe that uh, Sierra Nevada put out was I added um, uh, pretty much everything anymore. I'm adding a quarter pint of uh, acid malt to it. <laughs> okay. Are you going to start making good effects so, out of that water Because it's so high. <laughs> What's and, that, uh, I did uh, 10 grams of uh, Epsom salt. But besides that, the only, the only thing I think I might have changed because we had our, a lot of people in our club uh, – uh, brew this and they added it's only a one ounce total of uh of dry hops in this it's just uh half centennial and half cascade dry hops and a lot of people doubled up on the dry hops but hmm. other than that it's just the it's just a sierra nevada recipe sounds great yeah. i mean nice job. it works walter what is your homebrew club up there give them a shout out oh it's uh shasta society uh shasta society of brewers All right. nice yeah, and we're trying to, we're, we're kind of trying to figure some things out now. Or actually, our uh, our homebrew shop is uh, closing the brick and mortar store. They're just going to put out oh, no. their, um, they're just going to put out their. Uh, they have a machine shop and stuff too. They um, so hopefully, you know. So we're all trying to figure out what, uh, who we're going, where we're going. I think most people are kind of set on on more beer just because it's you know close for shipping and everything else. But yeah. Yeah. Is your club going to NCHF this year? Um, honestly, we don't have the we don't have enough people that are completely interested in in doing it. Um, okay, I think, just um, curious even, because... even even the competitions, the people are there's only a couple of us. I think they're are planning on it. Fair enough. If you come up to NCHF, hopefully Brian and I and Jason uh, or some combination of us will see you. Yeah, I'm hoping. I, I think I said this before. I'm hoping over the summer my my wife's work, her corporate office is in Concord, and she has to go there once a quarter. So I'm hoping over the summer I get down there with her. Yeah, pop on in. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. And it's Concord, right? Or Concord, however it is. I'm from the I'm the east. I'm from the east coast. It's Concord. There you go. <laughs> this is not New Hampshire, though. This is California. All right, Walter. Well, hey, man, we'll let you go. Thanks a lot for sending the beer. All right. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Sweet. Thank you. Thank you. You shall not have been mortally wounded in vain. All right. We're going to take a quick break, everybody, um, if we can, if you guys are, if you know, if everyone's okay with that. And then uh, we're going to come back. We're going to speak to our Swedish friend and drink some Swedish lager and uh, talk about all things Swedish, I suppose. I don't know. Nice. We'll see. It'll be a good time. Uh, It's Dr. Homebrew. We'll be right back. Fellow BNers, this is Sully from the 21st Amendment Brewery located in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park. Before Nico and I opened the 21A and before I was a professional brewer, I homebrewed on my small four-burner apartment stove in a back house in Santa Monica, California, making my extract brews before graduating to the daunting idea of all-grain brewing. Homebrew books and information was hard to come by back then. The internet hadn't been invented yet, along with other things we take for granted today, like electricity and potable water. 
One thing I wish I had back then when I was learning was a radio show that could teach me the ins and outs of brewing and answer questions that I had about home brewing, a resource for making great craft beer. The 21st Amendment Brewery is excited to be a proud sponsor of Dr. Homebrew, a great show that teaches you what you need to know about making incredible beer. Good stuff. Listen up. You might learn something. I certainly did. And thanks for your support. Tasty Crack Games. Now, back to the examination. Welcome back, everybody. We're going to get uh, Albert on the line here in just a second. We're going to talk some Swedish lagers. I'm pretty excited about that, to be honest with you. Uh, but, Brian, you were in Singapore. We teased that on the last, I think it was the last show. It was the last show. Um, and we never got to it. But uh, how was the, did you get the classic Singapore? Because apparently, where was the Singapore sling invented, by the way? So the Singapore Sling was invented at the Raffles Hotel there you go. by a Vietnamese, I believe Vietnamese bartender, uh, about a hundred, hundred plus years ago. And the Raffles Hotel is the classic. Uh, it, it's a giant place. It's under undergoing renovation. It has to have five hundred rooms. It's like a three story, just sprawling block size hotel. You know, uh, Jack London was there. Somerset Mom. There's a lot of history. The, the bar there is called the Long Bar. So the hotel okay. is undergoing renovation, but as one might imagine, the Long Bar and the gift shop are open. So if one is in Singapore, one can uh, go to the bar and have a classic Singapore sling. So you walk in, and the, uh, the Long Bar is pretty big. The, um, the two sort of notable features of the place are... There, there's huge burlap bags of peanuts. They encourage you to uh, eat and throw the shells on the floor. Like the only place in Singapore you can throw stuff on the floor and not, like, get caned or some shit. Right. So uh, not to make Singapore sound depressed. Singapore is actually a lot of fun. Uh, so you have the peanuts. But then there's this machine on the bar. It's a hand-cranked. So imagine, you know the cocktail shakers, right, the stainless right. steel shakers. There's a machine on the bar. You can put, eight, I believe, six or eight of them in. And there's a little uh, divot on the top, so it kind of screws in. And they can kind of clamp it in. Right. And then the guy goes to the end and just hand... This is a 100-year-old machine. Total, it's like a crankshaft on an engine. He turns the crank, and, like, all of these shakers shake at once. Damn. And the guy will make, like, freaking... 30 Singapore slings at once. Jesus criminy. And so wow. you go in, and there's all these things online about, oh, a sling has this or this or this. And they even have kind of a shelf that has purportedly the ingredients. But there is kind of the, they use kind of the the bottle that has the unmarked bottle with, like, the, the flavoring in there. Okay. And you is go, it a and, secret and, flavoring? Yeah, it, it, it's somewhat secret. So you go and you pay thirty bucks American per for one of these. Hell no, dude. Well, here, here's the thing. I'm and out. I you go on TripAdvisor and they have all these discussions of this, and there's one guy who's like, "Yeah, are you going to go there and drink like five of these? No, 
you know, you're going to go, are you going to leave Singapore and regret that you each you bought a Singapore sling at the classic raffles bar? No, you're not. I mean, you're, you're going for the experience. And the, the yeah, experience but... is fun. And, you know, you know my, me. We, my girlfriend and I went and we was there for a conference. We ended up having some tourist time. Uh, and we went one night, and it was just super fun. Okay. Well, well hey, to, man. You know, when I went you know, to New I, Orleans, I have two. I would have one and leave, which yeah. we did. I wouldn't say I would necessarily repeat buying the, the hand grenade that I, that I bought mm-hmm. on Bourbon <laughs> Street in New Orleans, but, you know, was yeah. it worth what I paid? I, did you, ever, did you get a hurricane at a T-shirt shop? Because that's good, sure fire yeah, away for hurricanes a hangover. Were good. Yeah, at the yeah the classic place. Go, go get one at a T-shirt shop, and you will be sick pretty much the moment you finish drinking yeah. that. I mean, I, I get. I mean, I guess I get it. But thirty bucks is still like, eh, no yeah. man. I, it's I can't, confiscatory, I can't but Singapore is expensive, and you just have to deal with it. Yeah, it's an expensive Jesus. city. So it's like being in the Bay Area or Tokyo or something. Did you watch that movie Shirkers? No, I've not um, heard of Netflix. it. Netflix? No. It's like this movie that got stolen from this gal that made it when she was like a teenager, and this guy was kind of like a weird, like, I don't know, he like helped produce her film, then he just disappeared with all the the, the film. <laughs> so he was putting it together, and then they so got... scam. Yeah. Anyway, watch the movie. It's kind of interesting. But interesting. It, Singapore's changed a lot, it sounds like, you know, from the, the, the footage in the movie is from like really old, and then they... They flash forward, and it's interesting, but yeah. We watched Crazy Rich Asians on the plane. Oh, boy, over, yeah, that's a fun But it didn't, it didn't really give us any useful insights into actually being in Singapore. No. The conference was kind of fun. It was this weird, um, a lot smaller than I would have expected as an indoor agriculture thing, and but I made some good contacts, and it was a, you know, good from a business standpoint. Met some Americans. They met met uh, some Philadelphians, which uh, was cracking me up. They were good guys. Some Australians. I'm Philly. Boy. Uh, uh, well, look, Albert's not. Uh, he says he's waiting, but uh, you know, whatever. But hey, in the meantime, I brought this this commercial uh, lager. It's called Goldmine. Let's fire this up, bro. And I just wanted to share it with you guys. Um, I don't think it's terrible at all. I actually really enjoy it. Um, it's $4 a six-pack at Whole Foods. And, um, you know, it says it's premium brewed on it, so I don't know how you can go wrong. What does premium brewed mean? Well, though? Brian, I'm glad you asked that question. Uh, premium brewed means that uh, only with the finest uh, overpaid union labor. And ah. I think that's really what it means. Um, yeah, uh, on the, I don't know. I actually have no idea. But uh, I don't know, man, for $4. It's really clear. Yeah, it's clear. and uh, Got a huge head. It's highly carbonated. Sweet, a little green apple-y, um, yeah. but, you know, maybe red apple-y. Oh, here you I go, Albert's more, calling. I want more carbonation. Nice Albert, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Hey, how you doing, man? Good morning. I'm doing good. Awesome, awesome. Good morning, yeah. Thanks for uh, sending good us good morning, some, yeah. some beer, and uh, we got, you know, like you, you sent some commercial beer with, with you too, and I, I appreciate that. But we have a few home brews from you that we can tap into at any point in the next couple of months, so I'm, I'm very excited about that. I appreciate that a lot. Yeah, I thought, uh, why uh, more the merrier, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so, hey, this commercial beer, real quick, that you send, can you uh, say the, the brewery name? Because I, I'm not even going to, I'm yeah. going to break my face if I say that. Yeah, it's called Fjäder Holmana. It means uh, a feather, 
like islands. It's like a 15 minute boat ride out of Stockholm uh, Central. It has no bridges or nothing. You have to take a boat to get there. Uh, you, so all, the, all the equipment, all their malt, everything has to come by boat. Can you say that again? Because we all kind of kind of were started and we're like, we don't quite understand no. what you said. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, Feder Holmans. Feder Holmans. Feder Holmans. Yeah, brewery. Feder Holmans. Exactly. Oh, yeah, okay. I was saying yeah, yeah. they're wrong. Yeah, yeah, they're a great little brewery. And uh, awesome. they have like boat rides going there all summer. So you can go through their like uh, brew pub and taste your beers. And you said the barley uh, wines. Because those will hold up pretty well. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, but we sent the, the barley wines and also the uh, chocolate imperial stout. That's mm-hmm. really nice. good. Yeah, no, nice. I, I uh, no, those uh, <clears throat> broke. I didn't bring those for everybody, and it's uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, yeah, thank you very much. That was really cool. But today we're going to taste your lager. Yes. And so, uh, how long have you been homebrewing out there in Sweden? Uh, I started around four years ago. And it became an obsession very fastly. So, uh, um, Sweden is a big uh, beer culture too. So, yeah, uh, is big homebrew scene, or or is it kind uh, of? Yeah, it's okay. uh, really expanding in the last like uh, um, five, uh, six years. Okay, awesome, Sorry. great. Is this your first lager that you've tried? No, no, uh, it's, no. Uh, been a lot of lagers. <laughs> okay, uh, you do one of the first thing you started, but uh, yeah. You like experiment with the styles, test the water profile, and try to like uh, figure out different kinds of ways to do it. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's the way to do it. And then, so, what do you want us to talk about with uh, with this logger here? Uh, are you looking for recipe um, help or or any sort of just direction to go, or, or how can we help you on this? Yeah, like. Um, question about the water profile and also uh, I might think uh, this batch might have uh, have some uh, something wrong with it so yes I want you to check it out and okay see cool okay we're more than happy to do that I like your labels by the way too they're very yeah, small and very uh, uh that was really cool yeah I like them labels great now is there such a thing as a, a Swedish brew lager is there a specialty in Sweden for a certain kind of lager uh, I don't think there's uh, in the competition version, yeah. but if you look in the market version, I think they're all uh, a bit, bit uh, lighter, mm. uh, not as much uh, body, uh, and a lot higher in like the malt flavors. So oh, okay. that's the thing I was going for. Yeah, we were kind of figuring out what to judge it as, and we just landed yeah, on it. Th- yeah, I think it would be like a uh, uh, central American dark, uh, lager maybe because it's a little yeah. bit darker. We went with the two B international amber lager just for lack of yeah, a better yeah, thing yeah. to. Yeah, I think yeah. that would be. Uh, That's good uh, enough. The right category. Okay. All right. Well, hey Brian Cooper, why don't you start us out, dude? Okay. Yeah. Uh, so in the nose, I'm getting a low, kind of bread crust like malt uh, with a very low spicy hop. Um, there is a fair amount of. Uh, Britannomyces yeast character going on here. Um, you know, it seems uh, cleanly lagered otherwise, but uh, we, we were like, is this intentional or and, and do we, you know, do we know what's going on here? But, uh, it, you know, <laughs> Brian and I were discussing, I was like, does this seem like an accidental Brett character or is this just what they do with their lagers there? I don't know. So um, we're like, oh, it seems maybe intentional. Um, so it's just kind of a. Uh, Smells like it's going to be a, a pretty dry beer, no obvious sweetness in the nose, uh, and no fruitiness, so that's kind of nice. Um, 
the beer is uh, it's a nice, pretty, medium amber color and and quite clear, um, with a low cream colored head, mostly finer bubbles uh, covering the beer and uh, sticks around for a good while. Um, so I gave it full points for appearance. It would meet that um, that for the for the style. Um, Flavor wise, I'm getting a a medium uh, malt again, kind of uh, bread, you know, white bread crust like notes. Um, it's not toasty at all. It's not like Vienna Lager like. It's just a nice, nice clean kind of mellow, um, slightly bread crusty note in there, along with the um, uh, kind of base malt behind it. There, it's not sticking out as really pillsy or sulfury either. It's just pretty smooth malt. Um, Finishes um, well, semi semi dry, I guess. It's 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 got a lot of kind of Brett uh, hay like flavors in there. Um, it's not going towards barnyard or anything like that, but it's it's definitely um, you know kind of haystack, <laughs> um, a little interesting uh, Brett quality in there. So that maybe this is the the thing that you're hunting for. Just Britannomyces. Um, that uh, farmhouse, uh, yeah, kind touch of to it. Farmhouse, yeah, yeah, something you know. Yeah, something. it might it might have been uh, going overshot, uh, going a little too far with this one. Uh, yeah. that might be the issue. But it uh, it's uh, it's not uh, uncommon to have a little bit of uh, yeah. So that that can character. be okay. Yeah, then it's uh, you know uh, it's balanced to the to the malt and it seems cleanly lagered. The uh, the malt and Brett kind of linger in the aftertaste together with a low spicy hop kind of behind that. Very low bitterness. It's not aggressive at all. It's just really smooth drinking. Uh, medium light bodied uh, in the in the mouthfeel with medium carbonation. Not getting any warmth. Um, the label says it's four and a half percent, so there wouldn't be any any warmth there. Nothing harsh. Um, yeah, somewhat creamy, um, kind of a light, kind of leathery texture from the Brett, I would say, um, the way it kind of floats off your tongue and leaves it kind of dry. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, interesting beer. Um, overall, I really like this beer, and I could drink a lot of it. It's um, it's not something I'm familiar with or or that would be uh, something I would commonly find anywhere except maybe a, an all-Brett beer but some of those are just too much you know too much brett and um it dries out too much this has a little bit of a hint of some sweetness in there but not too much but it keeps it interesting and uh i'm just not sure where to where to categorize it i mean i think one thing that we can talk about as judges is where do you when you have a beer like this that is not obviously meeting one style or another where do you place it if you were to enter it in a competition so uh you know there's a category called um, uh 28a it's a brett beer and you could declare like a, a 2b international amber lager as the base um or just you know i mean maybe it's a new style is this is this a, <laughs> i just was really curious is this a thing in sweden like some of them taste like this uh, it's definitely not a straight 2B, so it's really interesting, but it was kind of hard for me to score. Um, judging it according to the 2B, I kind of just landed at a 30 um, because it's a really good beer, and it's obviously well-crafted, uh, but it's hard to hard to peg what the intention was with it. 
If it yeah. was just to make a really smooth, interesting, drinkable beer, hey, you succeeded that's this. There. Yeah, that's yeah. this yeah. for sure. Yeah, so, the problem is I think the bread carry is even a little bit too high. Yeah. I think it should be even a bit lower, so it would just be in the end of the palette. Just in the finish, yeah. Uh, yeah, in the finish, and it just comes really a little too sharp in the nose right now, mm -hmm. so I'm trying to like figure out how to... Hmm. Is yeah. this a 2B or not 2B? <laughs> God yeah, damn that's it, Brian. Question, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, go ahead, Brian. Let's uh, see what you have to say here, smartass. Yeah, I, I had similar, uh, similar comments. Love the label. It's really uh, well done. Uh, great uh, graphic design. Um, initially, so you know, Brian and I struggled for a while, as it's, he had said, like, what category do we judge this in? We ended up in uh, 2B. Um the aroma immediately out of the gate the aroma had like a brett funk to it but brett funk like it was intentional and it i'm used, yes i'm used to having what what's interesting is when you have beers that have gotten funky or sour by accident they're usually not pleasant this beer was really good i mean i i, yeah, I thought that maybe Maybe you'd had a few too many and might have sent us a, sour, a funky beer by mistake <laughs> uh, yeah, because this was well done. You're right, and I was actually just thinking the same thing, that uh, unintentional contaminated beers are very sharp, and, you know, they're they're like a sea urchin. They're just spiky yeah. flavors all over the place. But Sometimes, this, yeah, phenolic or yeah, biting or harsh astringent. All of it. Yeah. And, and this is very deliberate, very smooth, very focused. Yeah, Brett flavors, which uh, it does does mark either you, either you didn't wash something, you got extraordinarily lucky, <laughs> or you know this was yeah. uh, on purpose. So yeah, I, yeah. I definitely agree. I, yeah, I got that too. Yeah. So I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna just briefly back back up here and kind of go outside of this beer and talk about what happens in competition. Okay. So if if I was judging a lager category, and I got this beer. And it tasted good because beer tastes good. This is a good beer. I, I would drink uh, several of these. Yeah. Uh, if I got this, I'd be like, well, this is a funky Brett beer. This is not a lager. So what will happen, you know, sometimes people get their bottles confused, right? There's, it happens. Sometimes there are some bottles that get confused. So I'll, I'll ask the steward for a second bottle. Like, I, this is not – and. You know, there's example. I mean, this has happened to everyone who judges more than a little bit. Like you're judging Pilsner, and suddenly a stout comes out. Like you know, somebody totally screwed this up. Uh, and you know, the the comp the organizer will look at things, and if it was the entrance fault, well, you bring out a second bottle. It's the same thing. Like well, you judge it by what the entrant declared, and it could be a great beer, but it just wasn't what you declared it to be, so it doesn't score as as well. It's also not impossible for a homebrew uh, competition organizer or his staff to inadvertently mix a beer. So you know, yeah, that's that's even if they not think always that didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. So, but no, I think the the aroma was very bready. It doesn't smell bad. It smells good. It's 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 a good aroma, but it's 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 a Brett Funk. It's not a lager. There's no sulfur. Uh, get a very low sort of malt aroma, a little light toast uh, caramel. Give that five out of twelve for aroma. Yeah, uh, appearance is fine. You know, it's crystal, it's crystal clear, copper color. Head is perfect. Flavor, uh, flavor is dominated by the bread funk. Also, uh, it tastes intentional. It's it's tasty. I like it. Yeah, agreed. Uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna repeat all the stuff. That I agree with Brian. Uh, Mouthfeel oh, four out of five. 
you know, it's uh, maybe a little bit more carbonation would have been good. Uh, and for overall impression, I gave it a 4 out of 10, not because it's bad, but because it, there wasn't a declared category, and we kind of had to put it in a logger category because that's what the label said. And then it came out Brett. Um, and if it had been some kind of sour category, funky category, it probably would have gotten, you know, 10, 15 points higher. But, you know, we're kind of okay. constrained by what it's called. And Even if it's pretty mellow, because it is fairly reserved, um, it, it, you know, is it, how would it have fared? Would it really been a 10 or 15 point jump? It was in a... Well, 10, 10, 10 points. Ten, 10 points if it were a farmhouse. Yeah, I'd, I'd have okay. gone... I'd have gone to mid-30s on this as a farmhouse. Okay. Okay. Brian, what, what do you think about yeah, that? Yeah, I agree with that. It's Yeah, if you judge it as a straight international amber lager. I was, I was just kind of generous with it because, well, I didn't understand, you know, where it should have been placed. And I just kind of went with, well, I'll just give it a 30 because I really enjoy drinking it. And um, I'll just have, I, you know, there was I no... That's part of the question. Yeah. And we don't want to be jerks to you because you set this beer all the way from Sweden. The question was, I've always been experimenting. I've been brewing a lot of lagers, and I've been experimenting with some of the breaths that I've been uh, founding around the workshop, Mm -hmm. some wild cultures. Uh, And I didn't really know where to put this in because it's uh, the uh, original uh, recipe is a lager. Yeah. Yeah. You get this breath uh, character that comes through very more than expected. And you know, I don't really know how to put it in a, what's in a competition venue. I think it's just a wild, a wild one he picked up, he said. Just a wild, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, picked it, I picked it up intentionally. Yeah. Yeah. I grew it up in the... Yeah, I plated it and I added it cool. in, I, like, in secondary. I think it's great. I think I think the recipe that you picked for it plays really well. Um, yeah. Was this the first beer that you used it in? Yes, okay. uh, the first one I did this uh, this wild yeast. I had other wild yeast that I picked up, mm-hmm. uh, but I plated this uh, wild yeast and added it like uh, uh, into a week of brewing it. Okay, yeah. and you mentioned so something I about already water. had pretty much. Uh, yeah, you mentioned something about water too. I'm not detecting any any problem with the water. I think the water you used mm-hmm. works fine for the style. Um, was there a specific question about water? No. Uh, no, but yeah, uh, in Stockholm we have a pretty like uh, it's a medium everything water. Yeah. yeah, so you have to add a lot of like uh, calcium and magnesium, and you have to like build it up a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just uh, wonder if it was uh, good enough for a lager balance with the malt flavors with the sharpness in the end. Yeah, it doesn't taste minerally at all. It's really good. No. Water yeah. seems great. Yeah. Albert, are you in a homebrew club there? Are there clubs in Sweden? Uh, yes, uh, I'm part of the Swedish Homebrew Association. Oh, wonderful. How many How many people are in that? I think we are about uh, 3,000. Holy wow. cow! So we're, yeah, we're, we're getting up there. You should, uh, you guys should uh, all move to, a, you should move to one city and then you just, <laughs> the whole entire city uh, brews is a homebrew yeah, city. Are. Yeah, we, we're split up uh, all over the country, yeah. but uh, but uh, they have uh, been starting making competitions like uh, uh, going up north and going down south, uh, from my point of view. Uh, so it's spreading <laughs> a lot through the country. So it's nice. uh, it's growing a lot. So have you have you shared this beer with your with your clubmates or? Oh, I go to all competitions and share my beer. <laughs> nice. 
Very cool. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to drink in the beer otherwise. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. We were talking about that on the last show. With the, uh, that's why we. Uh, that's why I use the Pico Brew. Uh, Zymatic now, but I'm going to upgrade and and you know a little still and do whatever because I can't I can't do I can't even drink five gallons of the same thing I just well, don't the, want it and you're still I don't drink that your much essential oils of that's course. true I sent yeah I need oils I'm I'm Greek I'm I'm very oily by that's nature right. in this climate I doesn't and your oil yeah. is essential to you that's right um, all right Albert well if there's anything else do you have any other questions for the guys before we let you go. So to sum it up, it would be uh, categorized as a farmhouse lager, if you would uh, put it in the category, or like a farmhouse ale. Yeah, I, I would definitely it. enter this as more of a farmhouse because the, bre- the bread's really pleasant. I mean, this is a very drinkable, very well attenuated, very pleasant beer, but it's not... If I'm going to grab a lager um, of some kind, this is not what I'm going to grab. Mm-hmm. You know, you know what I mean? It's just, it's, it's not... It's not refreshing. Not like, crisp and, yeah. Smooth. Okay. It's smooth, but it's, yeah, it's not like, uh, yeah, thirst A lager is Pils- Pilsner malt and high carbonation and sulfur and all that. And this what, beer is great, but it's none of that. What if it had a little more, like a little more bitterness, a little more hop character to it? <laughs> it's still too much bread. Yeah. Is what it? do you think, Brian? Too much bread? Uh, Americans know. always want to hop everything up. That's our advice yeah. to you from America. Well, I had some hops. Hop. Well, I mean, hops in. but I mean, to your to your point, Brian, you know, it's not crisp, and yeah. I wonder if that like a more firm bitterness, like a like a typical lager would have. I wonder if that would help with the sweetness. You could put yeah. some more uh, sulfates in the water and some, yeah, a little more, a little more bittering hop and a little more. Um, aroma hop and mm-hmm. just see what happens, but but it, I kind of like it as is. You know? I, I like it as is too. I'm just saying, if 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 you wanted to make it a little more crisp and uh, refreshing in an approachable way like that, but um, I just wonder if the bread is what's preventing the crispness from happening. Yeah. You know? Otherwise, um, what did you taste the base style separately, Albert? Um, I tasted it like uh, before I added the bread. Yeah. But it wasn't uh, fully fermented then, so yeah. it has like yeah. So. So would. Yeah. Yes and no. Uh, I did. I done this recipe before yeah. without the bread, and then it was uh, a different story. Is it more like a Vienna lager, or is it? A, uh, yeah. It, yeah. More of a Vienna yeah. lager. Uh, a little more of the caramel came through. Mm-hmm. Would uh, you? A little more of that that um, biscuity. Uh, Toastiness. Chris, yeah, flavor, mm-hmm. yeah, and a more like um, sparkling uh, finish with a little more carbonation. Would um, so? I guess to his question, would you would you even declare it as a lager? Like a farmhouse? Is there a farmhouse lager category? First of all, no. no. So would you would you farmhouse beer essentially? Okay. So, but would you would you put it as a lager? No, I wouldn't. Okay. Well, I think if it's if it's a if the lager is, I would argue that if the base style is a lager, you can enter it as a, you know, I mean, if if you can get past the point that yeah, okay, it's not going to be as crisp as a non-bread aged lager. This this is what the bread is doing to the beer, and it works. Yeah, and you can declare a two B base style. Um, I don't think it declares it, it. It doesn't express itself as like some specific ale that I can think of either. You know, it's it's. It is what it is. It's kind of its own animal here. I wish all the listeners could kind of taste it with us because mm-hmm. you'd understand. This. It's a very, it's, really it's a very different beer. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Does that answer any question at all, Albert? Yes. <laughs> okay, good. It does. Okay. Uh, anything else? 
No, yes, thank you very okay. much for having me. Of course, yeah. Uh, thank you yeah. very much for sending the beers, and uh, we'll yeah. be in touch for the next one. Yeah. yeah thank you for Thanks, the beers. Albert. All right, Albert, have a good day. Take care. Bye. Cheers. Bye. Bye. All right, yeah, it was a very unique beer. I hope he's drinking some beer over there at 7 a.m. in, uh, in Sweden. <laughs> it was very cool of him to send this all the way from Sweden. It was good. I mean, I, I don't, Absolutely. You know, my score, I don't want my score to imply that it wasn't a good beer. It was very flavorful and very tasty. You know who else makes flavorful and tasty beer? Neshaminy Creek Brewing. Really? They've been brewing award-winning beers in Croydon, Pennsylvania since 2012. Proud winners of four Philly Beer Scene Magazine Awards for Brewer of the Year and three for Brewery of the Year. Two-time GABF Vienna Style Lager Medal winner 2013 for gold and 2016 for the bronze and they also won a bronze for their smoked lager in 2016 and 17 so nice. these uh they're they're no uh no, no slouches. slouches that's yeah. for sure uh they have a big ass tap room with 24 beers on tap 18 of which are rotating and seasonal and or limited a variety of beer styles from lagers to double ipas to saisons and sour beers all sorts of stuff also if you can't make it to croydon or don't know where that is hit up their second location in jenkintown called the borough brew house which features a full menu and 22 beers on tap including guest taps from local breweries meaderies as well as pennsylvania cider check out the what if we don't know where Jenkintown is either? Then go to Croydon. I, that's Where's just, Croydon? Well, not in Jenkintown. <laughs> Turn left uh, at Croydon. Uh, I don't know. Uh, All right, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. We're going to give some stuff away, and then we're going to be out of here. This is uh, Dr. Homebrew. We'll be right back. Do you know the three most important rules in brewing? Sanitation, sanitation, and sanitation. And no one does it better than Five Star Chemicals. Five Star knows sanitation. You can only sanitize clean equipment. And Five Star knows how to clean, too. For craft brewers and home brewers, Five Star has what you need to keep your fermenters, serving tanks, kegs and draft lines sparkling and free of any beer-spoiling bacteria. PBW, caustic, acid cleaners, star sand, Santa Clean, lubricants and defoamers, pH stabilizers, and more. Five Star Chemicals has cleaning supplies, safety supplies, heat exchangers, pumps, hoses, and valves. And Five Star is proud to offer eco-friendly products that exceed customer expectations. If you have a cleaning problem, you need the Five Star Solution. Visit FiveStarChemicals.com or call 800-782-7019. 800-782-7019. And get the Five star treatment today are you a member of the white labs customer club if not you should be it's the easiest way to earn free stuff for turning in your old homebrew labels from either vials or pure pitch all you have to do is save your labels and redeem them for things like free yeast an exclusive white labs t-shirt or sweatshirt and even the opportunity to brew with the yeast man himself chris white Signing up is easy. Just go to whitelabs.com slash customer club, fill out the registration form, and then mail in your labels. They will return the favor by sending you awesome White Labs swag. Go sign up today at whitelabs.com slash customer club. White Labs, pure yeast and fermentation since 1995. I'm sorry to tell you this, but we're going to have to pour you out. Back to Dr. Homebrew. All right, thanks for sticking with us. We're about to get out of here, but before we do, P. 
Pure liquid yeast means better beers. White Labs boasts the highest concentration of yeast in the industry thanks to their patented FlexCell technology and pure pitch packaging. The yeast contained and delivered using these innovations are propagated in all grain wort, providing the perfect nutrients for growth and optimal performance. With White Labs pure liquid yeast, your finished beers will meet the high quality flavor profiles that you intend to produce. Discover the White Labs difference. Visit whitelabs.com slash yeastbank to find the perfect strain for your next beer. And if you don't, you're a loser. You're a loser. <laughs> and you suck, and your beer uh, will suck, and life sucks. That's right. Bad. And everything sucks yeah. here. I'm not even going to fill the sheet out. How about I that? I don't use, care you use white that your labs, records. Man. I don't it's need to keep labs. records. I can yeah. do whatever I want. All right, we're going to give away a $40 gift certificate to grogtag.com. What is GrogTag? Good question. GrogTag is your one-stop homebrew customization shop. They have it all from reusable beer and wine labels to durable metal signs, high-quality coasters, and everything is customizable. So get creative over on GrogTag.com with one of their hundreds of templates. Um, say use code BNARMY to save 10% on your next order. That's GrogTag.com. 10%. I love the it's grog tag tags, stuff dude. I've gotten in the past. It's great. Grog tags are great, dude. Yeah. They're great people, and, uh, you know, I'm good, one of them. Good beer nice. signs for your garage. Um, all right, Brian. What? Is, who is our uh, winner for today in the $40 to grog tag, uh, John? Well, we just wanted you to have to ship it all the way to Sweden, so mm-hmm. we intentionally scored Albert's beer so that he would win it. And, Albert, um, all right. At least your beer will look good. Congratulations, it, it, it Albert. It's good, too, actually, man. Yeah. Uh, let me uh, make a note of that because I am too be a, stupid to remember. This could be a new style. You could do like, yeah, get a brewery to put some of this out there, make friends with somebody, and Swedish and, um, funky lager. I liked it. It was a good time. Yeah. SFL is going to be the new thing in like three years, man. And you can Jesus drink Christ. a lot of it it's out of a bowl. Four and a half percent. All right, are we done? We're getting out of here, boys. Yep. I think we're done. You can't yeah. make me get out of here. You can't make me leave. Oh, yeah, that's true. With a resilience clone and a Swedish beer. This is a, this it was, was a good fun, time, right? Fun yeah. time. Yeah, we got some commercial beer out of the way. We got uh, this gold. What did you think of the gold mine? That was pretty tasty. You, you know, know, it was. For four bucks? For a $4 beer, it was all $4 right. beer, dude. Good lawn, more beer. It's better than old Milwaukee. Uh, it's uh, from New York, Rochester, brewed New by York. Gold Mine Brews. No ABV on it, but it's adequate. Five inch, I would guess. Yeah, it works, man. Four. All right, everybody. Thanks a lot for tuning in. This has been Dr. Homebrew. Of course, if you're interested in being on the show, you can email Brian at thebrewingnetwork.com, and he will get back to you way, way sooner than I ever did, and that's a good thing. And uh, we'll get you on the show, and we'll get you settled in, and we'll get your beers reviewed by two two grandmasters. Oh, yeah, baby. I'm, I'm not official yet, but not I, official I, I yet. points. Supposedly, I, I need to email Gordon or something. Email him right now, dude. Come on. All right. Let's go. Gordon. Uh, but anyway, it's uh, pretty much you can't enter a competition and get two grandmasters on your panel. That doesn't happen, right? I can say that. I'm just going to say that. So uh, email Brian at thebringnetwork.com. Get on Dr. Homebrew. Get your beer fixed. And... Uh, Get to listening to other shows like Heads and Tails on this pro- on this uh, network. We have a whole bunch of stuff, and uh, you know, like that. All right, I'm going to get out of here, and so should you. Until next time, be good to each other. Eh?